0: I am delighted for one of our periodic visits from the governor, Ned Lamont, joining us this morning. And I think you'll know where I'm going with this, Ned. But, hey, how you feeling, buddy? Well, I understand you've had your second vaccine, so
1: you're ahead of me. But um, I got vaccinated a couple of days ago. It takes a
0: little bit of a weight off your
1: shoulders, doesn't it? You feel, you feel like uh, this is uh, the beginning of the end, and uh, it's a good feeling.
0: All right, so I'll bet that the arm might have been a little tender for a day or two after that. Did you have any other reactions to getting that vaccine? I did not,
1: actually. Um, It it was painless. Um, Went to the First Cathedral Church in Bloomfield, a primarily African-American church. Um, Was there with a lot of ministers and uh, leaders of the community and said, um, get your vaccine. It's good for you and it's great for the community.
0: All right, so we're down to the 65s now. What's the next step in the process? Is it under 65s, or is it people that are uh, essential workers?
1: I think it's people who are essential workers. Um, we got a clearly defined list from the CDC, including teachers, of course. Uh, That's a group of about 300,000, which is um, more or less the same as the last cohort, 65 to 75. So we have a pretty good handle that we can handle this.
0: And of course one big topic of conversation especially in the last week is we want to get kids back in the classroom full time. How do we work in getting teachers vaccinated even if they're not 65 years old? Uh right now we're
1: uh focused on 65 year olds. We're going to make the announcement next week on essential workers. Teachers are front and center in that group so they'll be start getting vaccinated I'd like to think and um two weeks or so.
0: And you've made some changes as far as relaxing some of the protocols, including the talk that starting March 19th, there might be increasing capacity at commercial venues. Tell me about that.
1: Well, as you saw um, yesterday, we had our lowest infection rate in four months. We're trending, uh, you know, 4% or less. It's been a good um, trend over a long period of time. And the event venues need a little time to prepare, right? You just don't flick the switch and have a wedding or a birthday party. Um, Invitations go out, caterers line up. So we said March 19th, assuming the numbers are good, that's um, less than a month. Um, Let's get back together. 100 indoors, 200 outdoors. As you know, outdoors is so much safer.
0: And we have now the number one women's basketball team in the nation, University of Connecticut, and there are some fans of that team that are chomping at the bit. They want to get inside Gamble and watch that team in person. What do you got for them, Governor? I'm with them 100.
1: percent Obviously, the um, who can attend is up to um, you know. In that case, UConn. But we're going to make announcements today, opening up. You know, working with CIAC for at least high school, and um, so you can watch your kid play uh, basketball or hockey. And probably UConn will uh, follow along, but we'll see. It's up to them. Unfortunately, uh, the number one ranked uh, basketball team in the world, the UConn women, I don't think they have any more home games. And for that, I'm really sad because they've been extraordinary.
0: I hadn't seen that world poll. i got to look up that one. (laughs) Seeing that the COVID vaccines are new, it seems that nobody knows how long a person will have immunity after receiving both doses of either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. A listener told me that there will be testing to learn how long the antibodies remain in a person's body to give immunity. Do you know who will be conducting these studies and how someone could volunteer to take part? Well, I think... um... Usually part of the
1: regular FDA studies, as you know, we started um, doing the testing for um, uh, Pfizer as well as Moderna, you know, now going on more than six months ago. So we have six months of history. You know it builds up the antibodies. We know it lasts at least that long. Uh, but we're going to be continue to do the testing to see whether perhaps people are going to need a booster shot after a year. Maybe it'll be like we get our flu shot every, um, every, every year for, for the season.
0: Hey, when you got your vaccine at the First Cathedral Church of Bloomfield this week, you told a story about State Treasurer Sean Wooden, a Thanksgiving story. Can you give us the Cliff's Notes version of that?
1: Yeah, Sean told the story himself, our great treasurer, and he just said um, he's African-American. Thanksgiving, I was on the Zoom call. I had members of my family from all over the country. Back then, I think he was more talking about testing since we didn't have the vaccines yet, and people were just a little hesitant, and he said, this is my family you know smart educated people how come you haven't gotten tested and now in this day and age vaccinated when you can we're doing everything we can to take the mobile testing into the communities of people who are most reluctant to get tested and get strong advocates like sean to say do the right thing
0: you know we have this week's storm of the century coming later on today and tonight what do you tell somebody that's got an appointment for tomorrow especially tomorrow morning how do you find out whether or not the vaccine is there or if your vaccine location has what they need?
1: Yeah, check with your provider or, um, or, or go online, cd.gov slash coronavirus. Um, we'll try and give you an update on that. If you remember during the last storm, what was that, 10 days ago? These things are coming frequently. Um, they did have to close down a lot of the vaccinations there for a day and a half. But everybody got their vaccination, which they were scheduled for, um, at least by the end of that week. So we're going to be able to catch up fast. Don't worry.
0: You were sent a record 28,000 vaccines on Friday. Are you getting, like, more and more every day? In other words, we're getting more today than we did a week ago today? Uh, They
1: give us three weeks' notice, which is a big help. It used to be sort of herky-jerky, and you had to uh, plan with, you know, less than a week's notice. And so far, we've been getting about 20% more every week. And, um, you know, President Biden just signed an agreement with Moderna and Pfizer to double the amount of vaccines they're going to be providing. It will probably take a few weeks before we'll see the effects of that. But it's all news trending in the right direction.
0: 1.6% infection rate. How much of a factor do you think is that we have been able to get so many shots in the arm helping bring down those numbers?
1: I think it makes a difference. It really does. I mean, we've got um, 25% of our 66 and above um, now um, vaccinated. All of our nursing homes are vaccinated. You'll see the infections and the hospitalizations and the fatalities down dramatically. So it is working, people. It's working.
0: You hear stories occasionally that there's some unused vaccine. They don't use all of it from the vial. Is there a plan in place to try to make more efficient use of that so that all of it gets used, so the people that need it get it, more of it?
1: Yeah, here in Connecticut, we use it all. There is no um, extra dose uh, left in the tube. There are no um, vaccine vials sitting on shelves. Um, we make sure that uh, all of our vaccines get used, and we've been recognized for doing a good job at that.
0: Oh, that's very important information to give us. How about loosening restrictions on travel? You know, I went to the doctor yesterday, and you one of the things they say, "Have you been out of state and you, you get that question all the time, and I realize our neighboring states you can travel there, but are is there talk about reducing that in the near future
1: uh, there is i'm getting together with my team uh, right after the press briefing today. You know obviously, when it comes to travel, um, we like to do things with our neighboring states as well. you know you've got Maguardia and Uh, TF Green. So you like to pay attention uh, to that. But I think as you see the infection rates go down, not just in our region, but more nationally, uh, we're going to be able to uh, make some announcements in the next week or so.
0: Speaking of neighboring states, you've heard how Governor Cuomo has been in the news lately. And I just wonder how you feel he's being treated in the press and by his own legislature about the reporting of COVID cases in nursing homes and the suggestion that his, quote, emergency powers during the pandemic should be taken away.
1: Yeah, people kind of remember that, um, we were making a lot of decisions on the fly early on. Um, there was some decision, look, if, if you die of COVID in a nursing home, that's a nursing home death. What if you go from a nursing home to a hospital and you die there? Is that related to a nursing home or is that a different type of fatality? So there, there were a lot of judgments being made. We, we erred on the side of Wayne of saying, look, if it was COVID related and you started out in a nursing home, maybe you, ended up um, perhaps uh, dying at home, we still called that a nursing home-related fatality and a COVID-related
0: fatality. Uh, but every state did it a little bit. had to contact the Department of Labor many times over the past year because she does not have Internet access at her home. been a nightmare getting anybody on the phone. Has that situation changed at all? Has the state hired more staff to handle the onslaught of calls? So many people are unemployed at the Department of Labor should hire new people if only temporary and more call centers should open.
1: Yeah, it's worth remembering that um, <clears throat> the legislature shut down the call center at the Department of Labor five years ago, um, thinking everything was going to be done online. And we cranked it up again, um, you know, about a year ago. But let's face it, the volume has been heavy. You know, and on the two one one hotline for people getting vaccinations, because a lot of them couldn't do it um, online either. We added five times the number of people doing everything we can to keep uh, the numbers down. But if you're 65 and over, now's a pretty good time to get online for that vaccination or make the call because we're, you know, towards the end group of that. Once we open up to, uh, you know, frontline essential workers, it's going to be a crowd again, so i got to warn you.
0: Closing the summer's prison in the summer of this year, what will happen to that facility after the inmates have been relocated? Will they demolish it or will it be repurposed into something else?
1: Uh, hopefully repurposed into something else, but um, too early for us to say. But uh, we have a lot of extra capacity in our, um, in our prisons, uh, so we're going to be able to close down three of them, which is a significant savings to the taxpayers, you know, and uh, still being able to make sure that correctional facilities are safe but not overcrowded in any way, shape, or form.
0: Something that you and I haven't talked about yet, but we discussed it earlier this morning with State Senator May Flexer, who says she's talked to you about this, the proposed Killingly Energy Center, a 650-megawatt gas-burning facility. There's environmental groups who are opposed to this project. Have you and the Council on Climate Change made any decisions on that project yet?
1: Yeah, a lot of it is outside of our control, Wayne. Um, you know, we, myself, I don't think killing is necessary. We're lose, using less electricity um, over the last year than we had in previous years. Um, but uh, right now there's a group called ISO. That's the regulatory group that um, sort of determines uh, where these facilities go. So um, I have a feeling it may not make it on its own grounds, but there's very few things we as a state control in terms of that.
0: And is statewide Wi-Fi being discussed or is that strictly up to each town whether they want it in their town or not it's
1: more town by town but um i'm working with our regulatory group to make telecommunications companies as a condition of the deal provide some wi-fi in each of these uh, communities at no cost uh, so that um you know if you don't have great access at home at least downtown you can um, you can use the wi-fi there i, I think it's going to be a great equalizer
0: and since you and I last talked, you gave your budget address on February the 10th without broad-based tax increases, without cuts to public services or cuts to the cities and towns. And you did it while building the largest budget reserve in the state's history. And also, you were kind of proud of the fact that it was done daytime and not in the, in the middle of the night like so many of these things are being done.
1: That, uh, well, that was uh, certainly um, our first budget was finally done on time. Look, um, you're, you're – uh, uh, Mayor and Willimannick, you know, they've got to know. Maybe they're not going to get all the money they want, but at least they ought to know by June what they can expect for uh, the next fiscal year that starts on July 1 so you can plan. You know, before I got there, the last budget was done, and I think, in um, October. You just can't plan that way. It's the middle of the municipal year. So uh, I'm hopeful we'll be able to get that done again with the legislature without any broad-based tax
0: increases. Not necessary. And going back to the vaccines, which really is how these conversations between uh, you and and me started back uh, eight or nine months or so ago, uh, minority populations have been hesitant to get the vaccine. There's some some bad history in that that make them hesitant. But what can you as governor say to people in minority populations, especially African-American listening, that now is the time to get that vaccine?
1: As we discussed, you know, there I was at First Cathedral Church. um, A lot of people looking for, you know, religious reasons. Maybe I can't get the vaccine. I had the bishop there. I had ministers. I had Sean Wooden. I had Reg Eady, the African American leader of uh, Trinity. We had the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, African American, all standing up and saying, this is the right thing to do. And we're going to bring the vaccine to you in our mobile van to make it easier for you to get vaccinated.
0: And, Governor, I've saved the best for last, as usual. Uh, can you give us your best Neil Armstrong imitation?
1: Oh, that was pathetic. <laughs> no, I got, I got my shot in the arm the other day, and I said, uh, one small jab for man, the break in the back of COVID for mankind.
0: That's it's awesome. Not worth repeating. That is awesome. Governor, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Thank you very much. Thanks,
1: Wayne. Good to talk to you, everybody.
0: Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont on 14 WILI Willimannic and 95.3 FM.